Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded, and I'm Irvish, and we are continuing on in our lessons in Proverbs, and uh, we've uh, reached uh, Lesson 30 today, and uh, with that said, I should have uh, included this lesson with the last lesson, uh, but I didn't. I kept it separate, so these lessons, uh, these last couple lessons were actually a little on the short side, but it was a good in this respect that it makes us uh, think about one thing, and that's uh, this road to life that we are on. And uh, with that, I am going to just start our lesson, lesson 30 today, and uh, we are uh, using uh, an example now of choosing the right road to life. And uh, last time we kind of looked at uh, the two paths, and uh, we looked at uh, how uh, we are to walk on this uh, road to life and not to uh, take the wrong path. And uh, so this lesson, we're going to be looking at some wise things to do. And uh, you, you, we mentioned last time that you can't toy with evil. You can't. As soon as you do, you get entrapped and you fall into it and uh, you follow the wrong path. You shouldn't make friends with folly. In other words, choose your friends wisely. Uh, trusting yourself is never a good idea. The way to life is found in hearing and accepting God's word. Live by every word of God. And uh, we found that in, in Proverbs 4, in the very first verse. <clears throat> you can't keep doing what you're doing and hope to get unstuck. You know, if you're going down the wrong way, the only way to get off that is to turn, and we talked about that, turning and getting on the right path. You gotta turn, verse 15, and make a radical break from the norm uh, of, you know, before you can experience lasting change. Once you do, however, though, the way forward often becomes clear and effective. Well, let's now look at an example of choosing the right road. Okay, now that we know the importance of looking for wisdom on the right path, today I'd like to show you what it looks like to do this. There's one young lady who struggled with uh, uh, manipulatively overbearing parents. She had become a Christian in college and they did everything in their power to turn her back. They cut off her funding. They threatened to uh, uh, disown her. Uh, they, uh, they prohibited contact with her siblings. She feared for her well-being and for her relationship. She felt truly stuck. She was, she was in a situation that she didn't feel she could ever get out. She uh, insistent was to return to her old patterns. You know, she was going to go back to her old life, do what she was doing, 
and forget she even became a Christian. She could give it by visiting on weekends and skipping church on Sunday. She could stop, uh, you know, talking about faith in Christ. She could obey her parents, uh, every whim, you know, no matter what they asked her to do, about who her friends could be, uh, how to spend her money or whatever to be sexually active. She sought the Lord for counsel. However, she came to him with a uh, listening ear and a teachable heart, and that's so important. A listening ear and a teachable heart. That's what we have to have. She realized that things with her parents might get worse before they could get better, but that she had to honor the Lord and seek wisdom at all costs. She feared the Lord and found hope that things could change. And this is so important. Uh, the uh, situation, in fact, got, did get worse. Her parents did disown her. And, uh, you know, these things happen. These things really do happen. Her parents did disown her. She had to move herself and her belongings to an undisclosed location and communicate with her parents through handwritten letters sent from her church address. Her church's church elders involved the police uh, at appropriated times. You know, after a few years, however, walls started to come down. The heat calmed, and a healthy communication resumed. Her siblings grew to adulthood and found hope that they, too, could turn aside from the bad patterns in their family. Some of them came to faith in Christ as a result. Her parents began attending church and hearing the gospel. One of them came to faith, and the other one is now actively considering Christ's uh, claims. Jesus broke in and brought life to this family because this one young lady was willing to hold fast to him. You too can get unstuck from whatever difficulties you face. You are willing to choose the road to life. Well, beware of the path you follow. And I have to stress this. The path of life that you take uh, will change everything. It will change others around you. Like this young lady, her family changed. In Proverbs 4, Solomon explains how wisdom gives hope that anything can change. First, we must get wisdom at all costs. But to do so, we must know where to find it. Usually, remaining in bad patterns won't help. But it says to in, in Proverbs 4, verses 18 and 19, But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Wow. Well, in Proverbs 4, and verses 18 and 19, Solomon uh, circles back for one last contrast, uh, contrast before uh, 
the hope of the righteous and the despair of the wicked. The path of the righteous faced the sunshine. Things might be a little hazy for you now, but stay the course, and it will get and it will get brighter. You'll again, you'll gain more clarity, um, more conviction, and thus more hope for continuous change. If you choose the way of the wicked, you're stuck in a perpetual night. There's a hint of mockery in the last line. They do not know over what they stumble. <laughs> that is kind of a, uh, a mockery. You know, those who try to make others stumble, uh, verse 16, and fail again, the righteous, verse 12, not stumbling themselves without either realizing it or having any ability to remedy it. Folly and wickedness are both blinding and devastating. So unfortunately, most travelers of this path don't even understand the danger. As Wanke states, and this is what he says, the ignorance of both the natural and the consequences of the wickedness is the mark of an absolute moral failure. What they stumble over, and that's exactly what they stumble over, that moral failure. Referring to any agent that brings about uh, the fatigue and the death of the wicked. Uh, for example, many today see no connection between uh, eventual uh, venereal disease and sexual immorality, between indulgent, indulgent greed and uh, national debt, between war and tribal thinking. Ultimately, the agent is the Lord who connects evil deeds with evil consequences. The wicked, however, cannot see the connection, and they die. And this is true. I've said this before, that there's always a price to be paid for sin. You know, sin comes at a cost, and even to a Christian. Beware of the path you follow, and know that uh, what matters most is Christ. He endured the deepest darkness of God's wrath so you could find life in him. If you stay where you are, things will never change, but the fearing the Lord will have hope. You know, if you really fear the Lord and, and, and hope in him, uh, he is the only way things will change. Well, we're going to close with this. If you memorize only one passage from all of Proverbs, it should be Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 27. This passage outlines the process of change. It shows us how to get unstuck. It describes how wisdom works in us. So, it's a good idea sometimes to memorize certain scriptures that really will help you in your walk down the right path of life. And uh, 
With that said, I'm going to end my podcast here again. And uh, like always, God is out here, and you can find him in your Bible. Just open it up and look. He's there. So with that said, I'm going to leave you again for today. Have a great day, and Lord bless, and uh, enjoy your day. Uh, Until next time, bye for now.